Hello and welcome back to the self-love show with me, your host, Sammy. If you don't know me, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and life coach specializing in helping women to get rid of those insecure, the anxious attachment style and to fall head over heels in love with themselves to elevate their inner worth and value to become the high value version of themselves, that it girl identity, which then as a byproduct impacts the life around them. So specifically women come to me about relationships, but we know it is never about the relationship stuff. It is all about how you identify and what you believe to be true about you. So in today's episode, let's get into why I seem to find this similar pattern with my clients that when they get dumped, when their partner says goodbye, they seem to have their biggest transformations. So stay all the way to the end because I'm going to give you four top reasons why this happens. If you're going through this similar situation, if you're not going through this situation and you are still in a relationship with your person, this information is really going to propel you to start to focus on yourself anyway and remove your attention from them. You do not have to be single for this shit to work. So before we get started, just the basics that you can go and find me over on Instagram and TikTok at The Self Love Boss to get my most hot going course right now, the high value woman activation that women are getting insane results through, not just about themselves, but in their relationships and affecting their business. That is linked at the very top of all of my social medias in the links. You can come and join us whenever you want in this course. It is my mini course, but it is the foundational work that I do that help people to have extremely rapid changes in their lives. It is about becoming that high value version of you, stepping into an extremely high self-worth. And I give you everything in this mini course to create your new avatar and to have the daily plan. Okay, so let's go through why this can create the biggest transformation in people when they do get dumped, when their person does leave. Now, the first one is really, really obvious. It's a moment where we either choose to sink or swim. It's a moment where we choose to either make it break us or make us. As the saying goes, the only way is up. So when these things happen... The women that come to me, the women that come to my work, it always is, even if they're heartbroken and they feel like they are shattered and they feel like they have absolutely no idea what they're going to do. Because we know love is the most wonderful feeling and it's the most painful feeling. They're coming to this work with an intention that they are going to make this into something. They're coming to this work with an intention that they're not going to allow for this breakup to be a story, to be a narrative, to create them, to create their identity, to make them feel even even more worthless than they already do. So if they're coming to me with an insecure attachment style, um, which obviously most often is the anxious attachment style, it's likely that they found themselves in a relationship with an avoidant partner because we unconsciously seek out the replica to what we initially had the anxious attachment style created from as a child. So that parent, that caregiver, someone monumental in our life that we felt didn't meet our needs, that we felt like we weren't good enough for, like we felt that just didn't love us and we had to chase for their love. You unconsciously seek out somebody that is just like that because they feel familiar 
and because it's now your second chance at winning that love. So you'll find yourself in a relationship with somebody that will directly reflect back to you what you believe about yourself. So with the anxious attachment, believing that you're not good enough, believing that you're not worthy, believing there's something wrong with you, believing there is so many people out there in the rest of the world that is better than you are, that you're beneath, that you're not pretty enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not smart or interesting enough. The person that you'll find yourself in a relationship with will reflect back whatever you believe to be true. So they are living in their own childhood traumatic responses and dealing with things in the way that they do that feels safe to them and your way of dealing with things that feels safe to you is to chase after that love to be desperate to be needy to need more to want to almost like suck this life out of another person to survive now I had a severe anxious attachment it still comes up now and again because it just is one of those things but I have an extremely powerful self-awareness over it now that it doesn't take over my life that's what we do with all of the tools so that it changes us as an individual but it doesn't mean that triggers don't ever never come up again so I am okay to sit here and say listen when we have an anxious attachment, we make everything about us. We jump to conclusions. We believe that everything is our fault. We think that everything is because that there's something wrong with us. So if they don't give us a kiss, if they don't respond in the way that we have already decided in our minds that we need, then there's something that about that's about us that means they're not loving us. So we have the, the catastrophe. We're packing our bags. We're leaving in our heads or physically, whatever it is that you decide to do. And ultimately what it does in the end is it pushes the other person away. That need for the constant love, the constant validation pushes the person that you're in a relationship with away. Not only is desperation repelling, but they have to reflect back to you what you believe about yourself. And if you unconsciously, don't forget that this is unconscious, believe that you are abandoned, rejected, that it never works out for you, that you just aren't that girl, then that is always going to be the experience that you have in every single relationship in your life. And it doesn't just have to be loving relationships. This can also be in social experiences in your career. If you think poorly of yourself, if you believe you're beneath other people, you're going to find the direct reflections of that through people, places and experiences. So when that source of your survival leaves, it's a holy shit what do I do? Do I sink or do I swim? It's the moment where you have to make a full decision of, is this going to be the rest of my life or am I going to finally sort myself out now, clean up my side of the street? Because we know we can't clean up anybody else's. This is your reality. This is your life. You always get the reflection of what you believe about yourself to be true. We can't point the finger at other people. Now, as we live and operate on a 95% subconscious level in our life. What that means is experiences from your past that have happened that then made you start to believe things about yourself, start to think things about yourself, start to identify as I'm just not that girl. They all are stored in your subconscious mind. And all of that stuff is what creates the lens through which you see your life. Because there's a million different perspectives. There's a million different ways in which we can see people, places and situations. But the one, the filter that you will always use is in accordance with where your subconscious mind is at. So you're not likely aware of it. You're not likely aware of what's in there. But let me tell you something. If there's an area of your life that's sucking and not working, it's because what you want, but what your subconscious mind is at, are out of alignment. They're not working. They're not matching. You don't identify as somebody who this works out for. It is either that you don't believe in your worth and deservingness 
And that is obviously ultimately true if you've got an anxious attachment style. Or secondly, on top of that, it's a that you don't believe it's possible for you. So perhaps you've never had an experience in a relationship that has lasted a very long period of time. You will now have a story inside of yourself and play the role of someone who doesn't have relationships that last a very long time. So what it does is it makes you unconsciously find the evidence of it. Crazy, because that's not the evidence you want to find. You actually really want to be loved and you want to be adored and you want to be cherished and you want someone to be besotted with you. You want somebody to bend over backwards to make you happy, to do everything and make you feel like the luckiest girl in the world. But if you unconsciously have a very solid belief that relationships don't last for you, you will one way or another, your mind will follow those directions. It will follow those instructions that you are unconsciously giving it. And it will find information that will help you to make what you believe to be true come true. It has to be able to predict how your life is going to go. So life never changes because it's that we change the physical stuff. Life changes as you you become the best version of yourself. Life often changes when shit hits the fan. Life often has the biggest transformations when the worst things happen to us. So that is always often why when my clients come to me and it's either their partners left them on a break or their partners completely left them, they then have to go all the way in with themselves. There's no other option now. And so that leads really nicely into number two. You just get fed up with yourself. Like me in 2021, if you've listened to my story and I had my daughter in 2020, I already had really bad anxious attachment that I'd never looked at. So I'd been a clinical hypnotherapist since 2018. And there was lots of things from my past that had affected me. I'd had eating disorders. Um... I had extremely low self-esteem. I had confidence issues. I could never really make it in my business. I could never get anything moving or going anywhere. I severely believed that I was inadequate. I was beneath other people, that people didn't like me, specifically with girls. So when I was in school, I had a group of girlfriends and then they all kind of ditched me and I was young. I was 13, 14 years old. But from that really monumental experience in my life, I truly believed that there was something horribly wrong with me, that I was a really bad person, that I was awful, that I must have done something truly bad for my group of close girlfriends, even though, yes, obviously, we're very young, we're just children. um, And I'm rationally aware of that now. But at the time, we have to think about how our childhood minds take on these beliefs, how we start to identify. So all I then did for the rest of my school years was think, oh my God, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be around me. I'm the bottom of the pile. I've gone from the top to the bottom. I'm beneath everybody. I'm inadequate. There's something wrong with me. And so that changed my behavior. It changed how I acted. It changed how I perceived life. I can remember going to college and I thought, oh my gosh, this is my second chance at life. And because I wasn't quite like... I, I think there was one day where I would have I was going to have to have lunch on my own because the friends I'd made at that time weren't in school in college and I went and sat in the toilet all of that break time because I felt so threatened and unsafe being in an environment with lots of people on my own. 
So it makes us act out in ways and reasons why we don't know. And we don't have understandings until we do the therapy work, which is in all of my courses and my one-to-one packages, to have that understanding. We've got to understand why we're being triggered. Otherwise, we're never going to be able to change it. You have to do the subconscious work to be able to change how you're consciously living your life so that you've got that self-awareness, so that you can figure out why the trigger's happening, see it when it happens and shift it. And that is the game. And you just get so good at it, so efficient at it, that it stops impacting your life anymore. And then eventually isn't you anymore. You don't identify as it. You don't have emotional charge. Like I do not have a strong emotional charge to those past um, childhood experiences because I no longer identify with them. I don't believe that there is anything wrong with me. I don't believe that I'm beneath people. But when I did, up until only just the last couple of years that would make me really emotional and really upset and I would always go back to a kind of narrative and a story of why me what is wrong with me what is it about me that people don't like so then of course it's an unconscious belief but it's a very traumatic stored memory within me and it would take over everything I would do social experiences I'm hyper vigilantly thinking oh my god have I got to act up have I got to be someone else have I got to be really big and really loud or do I hide away and I would leave situations always thinking really negative things about myself and believing other people thought negatively about me so then I was just constantly getting the evidence of whatever I thought to be true so then after I had my daughter and we had um, experiences happen with external family, it confirmed to me that I didn't matter. It confirmed to me that nobody cared about me. It confirmed everything that I already believed about myself. Now, these are beliefs that I picked up because of experiences from my past. It's experiences that happened that weren't my fault. It's experiences that happened that I didn't ask for. But from those experiences, I took on an identification. They hold beliefs. That's how I see life. That's what I expect now. And that's what you continue to get. So when this happens me and I was in the worst place I'd mentally ever been so I had my newborn child in 2021 it then really started impacting my relationship more than ever because obviously not only do we have an anxious attachment at this point but now there's a newborn child in it and it obviously massively shifts the dynamics in relationships from being with somebody for I think we've been together maybe 12 years at that point since we were 17 years old um, to then have a child in the mix is a huge bomb like anybody's lying to you if they say that it isn't it is so you've got to figure that stuff out so from that I'm an at-home mum and I'm looking for more evidence to confirm to me that I don't matter that I'm not good enough that I'm not a priority and I find it because I'm looking for it because my lens my perspective is the one that that's what I'm seeing through and everything my partner's doing that's what I'm seeing through and everything other people are doing and ultimately what it comes down to is the fact that I didn't love myself I didn't like myself I had a poor identification I had poor beliefs about myself and I knew that so when it got to 2021 I was fed up off my own shit now it doesn't mean that it's okay if people don't respect you if people step over your boundaries if people treat you really poorly poorly. It doesn't mean that that's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're accepting it. What it means is you're deciding that you're going to take your power back and take full responsibility for who you decide to be in your future. Drawing a line and having the understanding that those people behaved in your life as a direct reflection to who you were at that point. But now you're going to be someone else. So that's going to shift. Or if it doesn't, 
you are going to feel so strong within yourself and who you are and know your value and your worth so highly that you will not stay in a relationship that does not treat you to the de- to the degree that you desire, to the degree that you deserve. Everybody deserves to be respected. Everybody deserves to be loved. Everybody deserves to find their person. So when you feel good and when you fall in love with yourself, what it does is it stops you from devaluing yourself and dismissing yourself and making out like there's something wrong with you when in fact it could actually be that the behaviors of that other person are bad and you stop believing that their behaviors is your fault and allowing for it to happen and then backing down and the cycle just continues because now you're saying to them yeah just keep on doing it it's okay you're accepting it these are the standards that i hold for myself i'm just not worthy and i'm not good enough so treat me however you want when you allow for that to happen the same things continue however when you level up in your self-worth and your inner value and you fall head over heels in love with yourself that kind of stuff you can't even stand for anymore it's like i say to my girls it is this feeling in your body like it's some stinky shit that you can't even stand being around anymore. So it doesn't mean that when somebody treats you poorly that you instantly have to leave them. But what it does mean is you hold your boundaries. And like me, quite often, you just want to get, a, get want to, <laughs> going to want to get away from it. You're going to want to have your space. I do not stand and stare at the things that are triggering me because I ain't identifying with that anymore. And I will not be around anybody that makes me feel like I'm less worthy than what I want to be so you get fed up with yourself aka you get fed up with thinking poor beliefs about yourself identifying yourself as the person that just doesn't get what she wants you're just not that girl you're just not chosen you're just not good enough you're just not worthy you are fed up with all of that noise and nonsense that you picked up from somewhere that didn't belong to you in the first place and so it's an almighty I'm gonna become the person I want to be now okay so number three is you suddenly see your worth. You don't have this tinted lens on anymore and this over-consuming, obsessive nature of somebody else now. They're gone. They're out of the picture. And it's like you wake up. They walk out and you wake up. And you suddenly wake up to the realization that that relationship was really toxic. And it was a bond that was never made or wasn't continuing on love It was a continuation of something that just felt familiar to you. It's something that felt safe to you. It's something that you felt you needed because you were insecure within yourself, because you didn't feel safe within yourself, because you thought that you needed them. You thought that everything about you was measured by them. Like they got to decide whether you were good enough or not. And then when they leave, you wake up to your worth. You wake up to realizing that you've just been asleep all of this time and allowing for someone else to have the power over you and your worthiness and whether you're good enough and deciding whether you get to feel good or not. Because when we hand that power out, what it means is we are allowing for someone to have the ultimate control over what we think and feel about ourselves. So if somebody says to you that they don't quite like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and you feel so low within yourself that you're unlikely to stand up for yourself and say, well, I have a different opinion on that. You're likely to say, oh yeah, oh sorry, my fault. I'm in the wrong again. I'm so useless. Like poor me. Um, I'm always the issue. I'm always the problem. So when they walk out, you have this wake up. I love that. When they walk out, you wake up 
you have an, oh my God, what have I been doing? What have I just been drunk all of this time? Like, have I not been seeing the light? And it suddenly shines down on you because it's almost like this breath of fresh air. It's like, wow, I just feel some kind of peace. Like, there is not this other individual telling me all the things that are wrong with me anymore, behaving in a way that's making me feel like a horrific human being anymore. And I just get to be with me and I'm going to get to know me again. And all of those things just add up with the first one of deciding that this is going to make me. And the second one of seeing that I'm fed up with not loving myself anymore. And then if you want to power that up with what the hell have I been doing? I've been asleep this whole time, allowing for someone else to treat me like that. It just empowers you to move forward. This is the stuff that starts to move mountains for you. This is the moment through which you then decide, I don't want to play this role anymore. I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want that kind of a relationship again, whether it means with someone else or they come back to you, because that very often happens. But you're deciding you don't want those same dynamics anymore. And you know that if you were to get back together, if you stay as you are, believing what you believe about yourself and also empowered by what you believe and expect of them, you're going to get the same story and it's going to be the same toxic cycle. And you're going to wish that you'd never gotten back together. So it's now your time to wake up and know your worth. It's now your time to realize, wow. I've just been clouded by somebody consistently treating me like I wasn't good enough. And so I believed it and I got all consumed by it and I was putting them on a pedestal above me and I believed that they were some kind of a God and I'm still alive. They've left and I'm alive. I'm okay and I can do this. And the fourth part on this, which is the best bit, they're not a distraction anymore. You have now what I call in my courses, my girls will know that glow up bubble, where when you're in a relationship, you've got to go into this bubble, you've got to take yourself away from staring at the things that are triggering you, because you're never going to be able to change your identity. You're never going to be able to change what you believe about yourself. You're never going to change those daily thoughts. And that story and that narrative, if you stare in the face of the individual that is consistently triggering you to believe those low self worth things about yourself, which is what relationships can end up being like. So you've got to go off and get in that glow up bubble and ultimately just like mentally or physically, whatever you need to do, block and delete them from being in your reality whilst you get to work on yourself and clean up your side of the street and do what only ever you can do because we can't physically force another human being to change. And you know that when you've had that insecure attachment style, that's the stuff that you've been begging for and that's the stuff that you have not been guessing because it's you ultimately that has to love yourself first. It's you that's got to fall in love with yourself. So when that person walks out the door, they're not a distraction to this work anymore. So now you get the opportunity and the time to go 100% in on loving yourself, on leveling up your identity, on knowing your worth and your value, on deciding that there's going to be a new story. There's going to be a new character. You're going to play a new role. You're going to be a new woman because you're not going to live this same life again. So that distraction of their behaviours, the text messages, the kisses they do and don't give, the 
amount of time they do and don't want to spend with you, all of that stuff, it's just gone. That noise and that nonsense that you were allowing to be the confirmation of your worthiness is gone and it's out of the door. And now you're just with you, you're faced with you, you've woken up to you and it's now time to go all the way in. And all of my clients, I say to them, the people that get the best results are the ones that decide this is the top priority thing in their life and they go like it's their full-time job and do the subconscious reprogramming tools and follow their plan every single day, a million times a day, as many times as you need to until that neural wiring, the firing and the wiring, the changing of the neural plasticity in your brain sinks in. And it can take between 60 and 90 days, maybe even longer for people that have had really traumatic pasts. What we're doing is we're releasing the emotional charge from the things that I created your identification and limiting beliefs in the first place, removing it from your system, attaching new meanings and perspectives to it, and then creating a new filter for you to keep on seeing your life right now through, creating new thoughts, creating a new identity, creating new a new role to play. And for that to solidify within, you've got to repeat it a big, like a really big amount of time, a large amount of times to allow for that to become the new dominant you. Because all the stuff up until today, that's been going on for years. It's not going to happen overnight and your brain is going to think that you're lying to yourself, but this is normal and this is okay. Something that's thought over and over and over hardens into a belief and it becomes a truth. It becomes a thing that you start to look for evidence of. So now let's just make this really, really simple. Let's remove the drama from how this has to happen. You've got to decide that you're going to let your past go. You're going to change how you believe about yourself and you need to speak that stuff into existence on a daily basis like it's your full-time job a million times a day until it feels like it's effortless. It's going to take effort until it feels effortless where you become so goddamn self-aware of yourself that you see your triggers before they get to take over you. Now, I still have my five seconds of catastrophe where I'm packing my bags and I'm leaving But I'm so self-aware now that I'm so aware when my thoughts and when my feelings are turning down a path that I don't want them to go, that I will allow myself like to have the time that I need to have. But I've got my toolkit and I know what to do. So there's no hopelessness. I never live in, oh my God, what is my life? Like, where's it going to go? I have no idea what to do. Feeling totally powerless. I've got my toolkit. And if I need to de- a day to feel really sorry for myself and to cry all day long, if I need a week to do that, I'm a doer. Because I know that that is one very, very powerful and we need to release the stuff, the noise and the nonsense from our minds, whether that be journaling, whether that be crying, whether that be talking about it. And then we don't just sit there and do that. We don't just open up Pandora's box. We then change it and we shift it and we shift it again and again and again until it just becomes easy and effortless and your natural dialogue. So you want to think, what's your current dialogue right now? What do you really think about yourself? What do you really think about the situation that you're in? Oh my God, I'm not enough. Like, what is wrong with me? What is it about me? Why does this stuff keep happening to me? Why am I not good enough? Why am I not worthy? Why does no one care about me? That dialogue is going on in your mind, whether you're aware of it or not. Now, 
If we repeat something with the subconscious tools that I have in my course, in my one-to-one, over and over on a daily basis, the hypnosis as you go to sleep, the meditation you listen to first thing in the morning, the self-taught recordings that I do in the day, the journaling practices that I give to you, the tools that I give to you to help you to shift your mind. What you are doing is being very aware of what is in front of me, what in front of me right now, what's it making me think, feel and believe. Now we're getting very clear then that we're just getting mirrored back to us what our limiting beliefs are. They're coming to the surface so that we can get rid of them. So then when you uncover, what's that limiting belief? Oh, I believe that people don't value me. I'm just always dismissed. No one cares about me. That's what's making me triggered right now. Now you know what your limiting belief is and now you know what you want to shift it to because we just shift it to the polar opposite. The whole fucking world loves me. Everybody loves and adores me. Everywhere I go, people are drawn to me. I'm the happiest woman alive. I'm the most magnetic woman you'll ever meet. I just am that girl. I'm the girl that gets what she wants. I get what I want with positive expectation. Like I just know that whatever I desire, I'm going to get what I want because I'm worthy of it because the universe loves me because the universe is willing to bend over backwards for me and do crazy stuff to make what I want happen. So you uncover what those limiting beliefs are by looking at the current situation and what it's made you think about yourself and believe about yourself that comes to the surface and we shift it over and over and over again. And if you do that enough times, that becomes your 51% tipping point and that is all that you need. So we don't need this to be something that's really dramatic and really like uh, years and years of work. This is a lifestyle because you then become that person because then that is your dialogue. Like the way that I speak to myself now is my natural, habitual way, my natural automatic responses to situations or just throughout the day, the way I speak to myself in my mind, what I think about myself, what I believe about myself, what I want to call into my reality is always going to be in the positive direction that I want it to go. And if it's a day where I'm feeling really awful, I know exactly what to do and I know what I want to change into. So it's a toolkit for the rest of your life. It's your glow up bubble to become a lifestyle so that you identify as the highest value version of you, so that you become the it girl version of you, so that you become that girl who just gets to have it all. You can be whoever you want to be. This is what I just said to my client this morning. You give to me everything that you want to feel about yourself and think about yourself because if you want to feel like Britain's top model you can feel like Britain's top model if you want to feel and believe that you are the queen that you get to feel like you're the queen this is you and you you're with you every single day from the minute you wake up to the moment you go to sleep from the minute you're born to the moment that you leave this earth you get to think the most phenomenal things about yourself and remember that whatever you believe to be true your mind then will seek the evidence of So which way do you want it to go? So this is how I found that my girls that come to me and their fellas either break up with them or leave them and very often come back within a really short period of time and changed, have massive transformations. But like I said at the start, you don't need to break up with somebody to do this. You just need to be dedicated to yourself. You just need to decide to prioritize yourself, put yourself on the top of your priority pedestal, your priority list and go all the way in 
on loving yourself, on falling head over heels in love with who you are, on believing incredible, phenomenal things about who you are and what you deserve and what you get to have. That light, that love, that happiness and that joy within you, that does nothing but positively impact the people around you. It is a win-win situation. It is the best decision of your life. So the links to come and join us in the High Value Woman Activation is in the podcast show notes and on my social medias. And I believe next week is Christmas. So have an amazing Christmas. 2024 is going to be out of this world. I literally cannot wait to hear all of the reviews coming in. They come in every day. I'm so grateful for them. If that is you, I am super grateful for you. Do not forget to subscribe, to give us a rating and review so that we can get the podcast out to other people. Come and follow me on the social medias and have an amazing end to 2023.